You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down, and it's called for another foul. We are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here recording on Monday, May 10th. It will be released hopefully right after we record, so you'll get some, you know, on-time news. And uh, we're we're talking about topics we should discuss beforehand, and it's not a lot of not a lot of happy stuff necessarily. No. So, I mean, if you would like to open up with a rant, Sam, I think this would be a, a good time and a good show to do so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. I mean, uh, I, I know you got something. Bit. I know you got something. Well, I'm not going to scream, but I mean, these last three, two or three weeks, I don't know how long it's been since they stopped winning. It's been tough. I mean, and they haven't been playing hard teams. All we've heard about all year is how easy the schedule was going to be to then end the year, and they're not winning. It, it was funny going into this Miami double that people were like acting like it was guaranteed they were going to win them both. I was like, are you serious? No. Like, you weren't, but there was a lot on Twitter yeah, of people saying, like, you know, they should. I mean, were they in control of their own fate? Yeah, they were. Like, they absolutely were. But, I mean, people were writing it off like they had these this easy stretch to end the season, even though they, they did. I'm not saying they didn't, but, like, I'm talking specifically mm-hmm. the Miami, uh, Miami Heat games, where they're playing a team that beat them last year, which they shouldn't have beat them last year. I'm not making excuses. I, they shouldn't have beat them yesterday. The problem with this team is they can't play a whole game. Yeah. They they haven't been able to do it all year. They did it for a week, uh, you know, in April, a couple weeks maybe. Yep. I mean, they're not they're still not healthy, but I mean, it doesn't matter. You showed everybody yesterday, this is Monday, so Sunday, that you were capable of winning that game. You came out in the second half and you played. You cut the lead to six when it was at twenty six at one point. And why can't you do that the whole game? Is it not enough to like get you going that you have to win these two games against Miami to avoid the play-in? Does does that not do it for them? I'm going to interrupt your rant for some breaking news that Jalen Brown's out for the season. What? (sighs) Celtics for the season. Let me. I'm going to read you the tweet. The past weekend, Celtics forward Jalen Brown was diagnosed with a torn ligament, something I can't pronounce, in his left wrist. Brown is expected to have torn the ligament surgically repaired later this week and will be out for the remainder of the 2020-21 season. So <laughs> just when it looked like things were getting back on track, the Celtics are now without Jalen Brown for the rest of the year. So that kind of puts a damper <clears throat> on what was already tank. going to be. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, they legitimately no, should I, tank. I know. I mean, this, I think, severely lowers the bar in the playoffs at the very least, which is unfortunate. Like, obviously, they're missing an all-star talent. Um, we're going to get into Kemba and Evan Fournier and Aaron Smith, who have all been playing really well, regardless of the outcomes of the games. And I, and I want to give them their... The wrist but... doing? He wasn't playing! I don't know, man. Do you, do you, maybe it, it could have happened, like, at the same time as the sprained ankle. I mean, you took a nasty fall into the into the scorers table with Jason. So I don't know what happened or when, but he was out with a sprained ankle, right? So now this is just something else out of the blue. That is I don't uh, yeah, I mean I I'm kind of speechless. You were ranting. I saw that pop up on my phone and I was just kind of I didn't really know what to say about it. Go. So I I'm I, it's not a free like how how the hell does that happen? I I got I have no idea. Like, and and like, you don't just tear a ligament from like, I have to imagine it was, it was, I don't, I don't want to say a freak thing, but like tearing something doesn't just happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it does happen overnight. I mean, it does happen overnight. Usually like usually a tear means, oh, boom, like freak injury. You break a leg, you tear this like Marcus Mart's calf tear. That was a freak thing. I have to imagine this was something like that, but I don't know when it could have happened as a thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Cause like, I'm confused. It's just another, you know, dagger to the heart and what was already a 
disappointing Celtics season. And now you kind of have to look at the rest of the season from the perspective of what's the team ceiling without Jalen Brown playing. And it can't be very good, right? No, I don't. I mean, it's not good now. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't good before. Actually, it might have been good before because we never really got to find out. And we won't. Was and we won't. And we won't get to find out now, which is unfortunate. You know, there have been zero minutes played this season of Kemba, Jason, Evan, Rob, uh, Tatum, or like that five, like Evan, Kemba, Rob, and the Jays, which is, I mean, makes sense. It's unfortunate that it, it happened that way. I think as much as there is to blame the training staff, the major injuries this season have been mainly freak things which is the celtics have had back bad luck with all season like evan fournier coming down with covid that was a freak thing marcus smart tearing his calf is a freak thing kemba walker's knee you could argue is a long-term thing that a lot of times you know, muscle injuries last are, year are not freak things they are wear and tear the the ligament kemba, thing is a freak thing yes but the yeah. marcus smart thing probably was not the calf you know, well we saw it happen though yeah but we i saw mean it happen Muscles tear when they get tired. They're overworked. They're not taken care so. of. I suppose so, yeah. Um, the Kemba thing, I mean, you could argue was over time because he's had surgery on that knee before earlier on in his career. So it's, I don't know. And the Jason Tatum getting COVID thing, obviously, too. Tristan Thompson getting COVID. You know, Carson Edwards. Little nagging injuries. Group. I mean, guys missing games all the time. I, I've had enough of it. They, gotta, they have to do something. There is. It's not coincidence that yeah. they consistently are having guys out all the time, over years, not just this year, literally years. They they have not and, been able to stay healthy. Yeah, and I just a tweet from our our friend Adam Taylor, friend of the program, but. It puts it perfectly. The basketball gods did not like Boston this year. Time to start digging into the draft and free agency, I guess. And I think it's probably where they're at right now, right? Like, realistically, like, even with Jalen available, this team had so many other deeper issues this season in terms of overall hustle effort at times, the the whole system being questioned realistically. It's tough to imagine they could have gotten past the second round i had high hopes they could have made an upset right but you look at teams like brooklyn philly even milwaukee who the celtics handled pretty well like that's a good basketball team like the reality is eastern conference finals was i don't want to say a pipe dream but it was a lofty goal for the celtics team currently constructed this year you know what i'm saying especially with the health and everything in mind so could we see this moment you know like you said maybe they should tank or whatever is your statement right could we see this moment yeah, they're gonna. And they're I, gonna. Here's I, what's gonna happen. They're they're not gonna avoid the play-in. They're not. It's it's pretty much impossible. It's, unless yeah. they win tomorrow, if they lose tomorrow, it's over. I agree. And yes, then 100%. so then you get in the play-in. If you advance, here's your options: you either win the first game and you're the seventh seed, and you play Brooklyn or Philly, or you lose and you either lose out or you're the eighth seed and you play Brooklyn or Philly. If I'm going to lose to any team in the playoffs, those aren't the teams I want to lose to. Mm-hmm. You know, those are your rivals. You don't want to lose to them. Still make the playoffs. Get in the lottery. Maybe you get lucky. You deserve some luck after all the injuries. Yeah. You get a, I'm... They, if they happen to get lucky in the lottery, that gives them an asset, a valuable asset that they can trade or keep. Who knows? They wouldn't get lucky in the lottery. I mean, the, the odds from 14, 13 are very slim anyways. But yeah. You never know. It's better than, I mean, realistically, as Celtics fans, it's championship or bust, which has just always been the mentality of Boston, which I have to. It's like it's harsh on the team. And like I'm I've been more than happy with their Eastern Conference finals runs. I think it's been great basketball to watch. They've been good teams. I'm not complaining necessarily that they lost to LeBron three years in a row like they could have won some of those series, but it's not like they were expected to win. So a season like this, obviously, everyone is you know, begging for some big change in the offseason. And now the interesting perspective is, okay, they have some sort of excuse for not going far in the playoffs, and fans can still be like, oh, they could have done this if Jalen was there, which I don't agree with. But you know that's going to come up in conversation. So does that well, mean... Well, they, they realistically could have. Like you said, the guys have played yeah. zero minutes together this year before the bomb came out here that Jalen was out. Mm-hmm. So but you're getting good contributions 
right now from Evan Fournier, from Kemba yes. Walker, from Aaron Neesmith. Aaron Neesmith. And you put, I mean, if they are healthy, they they should, in theory, like be able to put it together and win games. They just haven't. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. I I agree. But and where I was going with that sort of tangent. Oh, you any, go first. Anything big in the off season? I mean, is is that really what you need? I think they just need to round out the roster, man. You've got you've got really inconsistent play from your bench. And even then, it's tough. Cut because down the roster. It's my opinion. Cut, cut it down. down. Yeah, I I don't. There's no use for, and I was his biggest fan at the beginning of the season. You're my witness. There's no use for Semi Ojale on this team anymore. There's no use for Carson Edwards who got minutes on this team anymore. There's no use for Tremont Waters. There's no use for Taco Fall. Cut them. Bring in veterans, which this team hasn't that's had. That's what I'm saying. In so long. Yeah, they need. Somebody and they don't even have to be gonna... good veterans. They don't even uh, need to be good. It would be helpful if they were good. But who are they going to take minutes over, realistically, in a 10-man rotation? Because I want to see Brad cut his rotations down, too. I'm sick of this 14 different players getting minutes. And I know injuries have had a big part in that. But I'm sick of this whole experimental thing, in my opinion. So I'd love to see him cut it down to 10 guys. And those 10 guys being next year, ideally, right? You think Kemba, Fournier, Brown, Tatum, Robert Williams. Then the bench you have smart or start smart. I don't care. Pritchard, Neesmith, Thompson. That's nine right there. You have one more spot for a Romeo or a Jabari Parker who's going to be on the team. Uh, slip either of those guys in. Fill out the rest of the roster with bench guys who can maybe get spot minutes if necessary. Keep Luke Cornett. I don't mind him as a third-string center. But then bring in veterans. Bring in guys 30-plus who can help. You know, <clears throat> I was listening to the J.J. Reddick podcast today. Uh, highly recommend. It was an episode with um, Channing Fry. And Kenny Beecham, King of the Fourth Quarter on YouTube. It, it was dope. Uh, it's what I did in my car ride. <clears throat> and Channing Fry was explaining the importance of having these quote-unquote glue guys who kind of get looked over and how to formulate a team to some degree. <clears throat> Excuse me. And something he was going over, and you can – I want your opinion on this if you agree or disagree. Um, he said on teams you have certain roles, right? And I, I think the Celtics have – a certain semblance of this kind of, but he says you have the talent, you have the specialist, like the skill guy, and you have the emotional leader. And then you have kind of an end of a bench guy who can get everybody in check, right? For the warriors, for example, you had <clears throat> Steph was the talent. Clay was the skill guy for shooting. Draymond was the emotional leader. And then Iggy was the, keep the guy in check. And you can, this formula was everywhere realistically, right? Like you had LeBron, the talent. I mean, yes, D Wade was a talent, but teams are so obsessed with just putting talent on talent on talent now and just bringing in young guys to try to develop instead of actually getting a bench, which I think is what the Celtics have been doing, but they need to bring in, I'm not saying they need to bring in like, Oh, sign you Donis Haslam. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously the poster child for that role. But at least somebody like Tristan Thompson was a good step in the right direction. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sick of the, oh, just draft a guy, give him spot minutes. Oh, just draft another guy, give him spot minutes. See how this works out. Like, you have the core already. Just build the the veterans. Do you know what I'm saying with the whole formula thing that uh, Channing was talking about? Well, yeah, but then it, it's tough because Pritchard and Neesmith, they're both, both giving you good contributions as of now as rookies. Neesmith has figured out whatever was wrong, which very well could have been, you know, him not playing basketball for however many months before the season started. You know, his season was short at Vanderbilt. Um, it's my just wife, like, I might be out. I know I can still hear you. For a second. You cut out briefly for a second, but then you came right back. Don't, don't, um, if, if you're thinking about new internet, don't get Verizon. Do not. <laughs> Do not buy these Linksys, Linksys, whatever, these nodes. I mean, they don't work. It's simple as that. I mean, three three or four times today, this has happened now. Uh, I, I think you've evened out now. I'm, I'm going to leave this little cutout thing in. It'll be entertaining. But my question for you is now, looking into the future, I know there's been a big dialogue, and I'm not saying you've been a part of it or anything, obviously, but... Is Brad Stevens' job no. safe next season? Oh, yes. Opinion? Yeah, yeah, it is. His job is his safe. Fault. Yeah. It's nothing totally, to do with Totally, completely safe. It should be. Okay. I'm I mean, not saying it shouldn't be. I, it's I, I it's not on him. It's on the be. players. I agree. I, I agree with you. But I'm not saying, do you think it should be safe? I'm asking, yeah. do you think it is safe? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I Well, one, they extended him, like, not long ago. 
A lot has changed though since then. Uh, a lot, it's, a lot has changed. It's not his fault. And anybody with a brain knows that. Danny Ainge knows that. I hope so. I hope so as well. And I, I, I don't think he'll be fired either. I'm just saying. I think if anything, this Jalen Brown news gives him more of an excuse. I'm not saying he's taking excuses, but it, it's another reason. It just shows that this all if they're like if let's talk about it like this if if they are gonna fire him they better replace him with someone that's like a sure thing. And is there and any of that out that? there? No. Yeah, one. I think the closest you have is like a Kenny Atkinson in L.A. And even that, I would take Brad Stevens over. <clears throat> no offense to Kenny Atkinson, I think he's a fine coach, but yeah. But that's the thing: people are clamoring just because they're not playing well because it's his fault. It's not his fault. It's players' fault. They're I not hate giving the blame at all. I know we talk about it a lot, and you say it a lot, but I hate the blame the coach narrative. I think it's so stupid. Just look at look at Indiana. You want to talk about <laughs> yeah. blaming the coach? Look at Indiana. Bingo, right there. And now, where's their coach now? Killing it with Atlanta. Winning with the Hawks. Absolutely killing it. The so. only time it's fair is if it's blatantly obvious. Like everybody knew Brett Brown was dumb. Yeah, he, he was holding them back. Everybody knew Tyron Lue was just a puppet in Cleveland, even though the Clippers are fine. It's different. Yeah, and uh, it's just so confusing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm still like a little stunned by the Jalen Brown news. So excuse me if I'm stuttering at all. But not happy. It's I'm, just, I'm not very happy at all. Yeah, it, it's pretty upsetting. But uh, uh, before the Jalen Brown news came out, we were talking about how they haven't had much success lately. And obviously, they have uh, no shit. <clears throat> and uh, exactly, they lost going Chicago. Are you serious? They got slapped by them. I, I agree with sucks. you. I agree with you. I'm going to make a point to back up your your claim here. Actually, um, in their last 11 games, they've won four, right? Which yeah, is already suck. already bad. Which is already terrible. And I would argue that only three of them have been legitimately good wins. Because I, I don't count the Spurs win as a good win. Like, yeah, they fought back, but that, that was a t- terrible game. Like they played. Aside from Jason Tatum, they they should not have won that game. Realistically. Right, if Jason Tatum doesn't drop sixty, which is the one that's in a lifetime thing, they don't win that game. The Hornets game was fine. The Magic game was fine. The Suns game was the only good win they had because you should beat the Hornets in the at level, which I'll agree with you. And you should beat the Magic obviously at that level. Outside of that, <clears throat> you've lost to the Bulls twice. Shouldn't have the lost Nets, either. the Hornets. You've given the Thunder this their only win in their last twenty five games or two. They have two now because they beat the Raptors. Their only win they've. Sam, they set an NBA record for being outscored by the most points in the last 25 games. They've been outscored by a total of 490 points in their last 25 games. Yeah, and, and the Celtics themselves. lost, <clears throat> which is uh, obviously the Celtics weren't healthy, but that doesn't matter in the slightest when it's a team as bad as the, the Thunder. So it's just been and you can point to some stupid excuses like the Blazers. Those official officials were terrible. Obviously, the Celtics haven't been healthy, well, but the All Blazers that aside, one is like the, in my opinion, is like the only acceptable loss since they, you know, stopped the winning streak. Realistically, because Portland shot like sixty percent in that game. I mean, they they did yeah, they what they hot. could to stay in that game, but besides that, you have no business losing to Charlotte, no business losing to OKC, no business losing to Chicago once, never let them let alone twice. Try that again. Um, you lose to Brooklyn without uh, Durant and Harden, and you're in the game without Kyrie playing well, and you still don't win. I mean, just just look at the games they're losing, and you can't I, even. Yeah, uh, and I hate that I can't make the argument that you know they'll play when it matters because Miami Sunday they come out matter. with no energy in a game that's a must win. I mean, the only the only happy thing about the season for you is that the Lakers are going to be in the plan, too. <laughs> Did they lose again yesterday or they win? No, they won, but they're they're still pretty stuck in there unless they went out in the blade. You know what I'm saying? Like they're right now. They're they're a game back of Portland. So they're not officially they, out. And they have it's, to it's not looking. They good. have to make up two games to get out. Yeah, because they Portland the has the. Yeah, exactly. So it's not looking great for them. But uh, I mean, we'll see. I'm regardless. I mean, a, a brief moment of stopping complaining. I'm excited for the playoffs regardless because but I know that, that I'm no longer excited much. for the playoffs <laughs> and I'm not doing it. But I'm genuinely like any yeah, excitement I that I had 
you know, like, oh, you know, they could be healthy again. They'll be good as a healthy team, which I still contend that they would be. I mean, you've got good pieces playing well now. It's not like Fournier's concussed running around out there sh- shooting the ball off the side of the backboard. Yeah. You know, he scored uh, 30 mean, points. Best hey, player on the this, floor yesterday, probably, besides Jimmy Butler. Be, yeah, I agree. This could be a brief transition into, I suppose, a small moment of positivity uh, talking about the rosters. But, uh, I mean, like Sam was saying, Evan Fournier dropped 30 points, 8 assists, in, I would say, his best game as a Celtic by far. Unfortunately, it came at a loss, but he he looked amazing, and he has been looking amazing, dropping almost 19 points over the last five games, shooting 60-60 splits. It's he, He's playing like what Danny Ainge traded for, which is nice to see. So, uh, obviously, re-signing him is a priority, <clears throat> and uh, I would argue that it's the only priority for the Celtics this offseason. So, uh, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Uh, would you agree with that? I mean, I think it's fairly obvious. I agree. But... I think... He's playing excellent basketball, and I especially agree they need to re-sign him because if they don't, then that's wasted. And I, I would imagine he will re-sign. I hope so. I would I hope mean, so as well. You got to think this. I don't know. I mean, I can't guarantee it because I really thought Al Horford would take a pay cut when he left. I thought um, Gordon Hayward wouldn't leave because he had money, you know, guaranteed here. Things like that. There are times where if you're you wrong. If you ask yourself at the start of the Kyrie season where the drama happened, I bet no one thought he was going to leave. Oh, I told people all year it. that he wasn't leaving. Yeah, exactly. So, it's a killer, man. Uh, I mean, you never know. With teams like that, Evan Fournier seems pretty, uh, I don't want to say committed to Boston, but he seems to enjoy his time with the team despite their struggles. I think he's happy to be on a team that's supposed to be winning. You know, Supposed to be, being the key words. But... Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're still better than the Magic, even the way they're playing now. So true. Very, he, very true. I, I would imagine he will. Re- they have bird rights. They can pay him. They, you know, up to a certain amount, of course, you're not going to give him the max. But he, he's been yeah. good when he's not running around concussed, like I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, I mean, and you know what I think he might really like about Boston is he is getting really easy looks a lot of the time. Yes. Because I, I was thinking about it because one thing about him that's hilarious is he either misses every shot or he doesn't miss. And it's it's crazy. Like, if he's on, sure. he's shooting over, like, 70% every game. Every, every yeah. game he's had a good game, he's probably shot over 70%. And the reason for that is he doesn't have to, like, do everything. He's mm-hmm. If they keep him, that's a very good um securing like a good role player that's the thing that they need we were talking about veterans that is something that is important you need to have that and it's scary to think that they could just have him walk i hope he doesn't i would hope so but i don't think they've put on enough of a show for him to want to stay (laughs) yeah true you know like it's not like they're they're running over teams and it's like why would he want to leave like they're getting slapped around everybody's miserable fans are booing them all over the place like i wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to leave oh man i mean <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, i've got nothing uh, another update from keith smith i'm just like looking at my phone watching the jalen brown memorial pour in oh, what you want. Browns- you, i don't know what you're looking for jack they're not going to say psych no but i i have i i think even more unfortunate news for you Brown's injury is the same as Romeo Langford had in late September, the same surgery he had. So the difference is that Brown's torn ligament in his left hand, uh, which is non-shooting. Langford's was in his right hand. Langford was out for about five and a half months while rehabbing. So he's out uh, five and a half months. Well, here's the thing that sucks about that. You're not going to have a. You're probably not going to have a Jalen Brown jump in the off season like you have every other year because. Never maybe he will. Maybe he's going to really be able to like shoot hook shots with only his right hand for a while. I don't know. But this also he, means he might not make it back for the beginning of next season. Uh, I think he'll be back. It's it's early May. Um, I, He's going to have the surgery like now. He's not playing in the playoffs, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Romeo didn't actually have the surgery till I think like November or October. He no, injured he, it in he the had playoffs. It. He had it. He had it late September, though, is what it said. Late. Oh wait, no. no. Is the injury has? Yeah, 
Brown's injury is the same as Romeo Langford's that Romeo well, Langford Smith had surgery it. for in late September. So I think that's when Romeo got the surgery. Okay, well, I don't know when the season is going to start this upcoming year. I'd imagine the offseason is going to be a little bit shorter than it was in a normal year. It's going to be yeah. longer than last year. I don't know if they're realistically May, June, July, August, September, and then maybe a little bit into October. So, I mean, maybe he's back if it starts late October, but which is when it usually would start. The thing here's what's going to happen is he's going to be just getting back up to speed when the season starts and he's not going to come out hot and people are going to flip out. Yes, I agree. 100%. It is. It's also like here's the good thing about it. He's still going to be in shape. He can run. He can dribble with his right hand. He can, you know, it's just, that's the only, this right here is the only thing he can't use is his left hand. <laughs> his left, you know, yeah. forearm. And his ankle right now, technically. Well, that's his ankle, he'll be fine. It doesn't matter. He's not going to be rushing back. That's going to heal fine. His knee's going to get a break. It's annoying. I mean, it's very annoying that. Frustrating for they sure. They can't catch a break. And there has to be some reason for it. It's not just. It's not coincidence. There is a pattern here. I mean, guys just keep getting hurt yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Our uh, our friend Steve Bullpet uh, just tweeted out, the Celtics 21-22 season started the moment the doctors read the MRI report on Jalen's wrist, <laughs> which is true, unfortunately, but there's not much we can do about it now. Um, I guess you just look ahead and speculate, I suppose. Uh, another guy who deserves his flowers, it deserves his praise. Kemba Walker has been playing ridiculously well. Uh, he played okay last game, but uh, outside of that, he's been playing amazing basketball. Uh, I think this is what a lot of people wanted from Kemba at the start of the year, and it just took him a little bit to recover from knee surgery. Shocker, right? It takes it takes a guy a little bit to get back up to speed. Uh, I haven't been too happy with Jason Tatum. He played fine last game, but he's just... He's maybe the most inconsistent superstar I've seen, which is unfortunate. But I mean, I, am I wrong? Can in you, his you defense, you are right. You're right. But in his defense, he's also had the most inconsistent cast. You know, he's playing with different also guys true. every night. Very, very true. He is absolutely seeing the complete attention of the defense. I mean, it has changed. Chicago shut him down both games. Whatever they're doing is right. They figured out how to stop him. But yesterday, he was just getting denied. He didn't have an off day. In his defense, he did, he did not have an off shooting day. No, he, he played looked, okay. He played fine. He shot the ball well. He just wasn't... He They're focusing on him. He's deferring, yeah. and that is fine. And that's supposed to work if you have Jalen Brown playing. It almost worked with Fournier <laughs> playing out of his mind. You know, like, that's how a team game is supposed to work. That's the point of having depth. If you're a one-man show, you're not going to win. Yeah, but I, I, I agree and, with you that he is inconsistent at times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is frustrating to watch. But uh, the next sort of topic I wanted to bring up uh, is Brad Stevens rotations, because it's been pissing me off a little bit lately because I don't fully understand what the hell he's doing. Like, can you rationalize to me why Carson Edwards got playing time against the Heat? Yeah, they, I can well, I can tell you all right what his answer in his was, minutes. I, I want your idea behind it. They were looking for a spark. I mean, that's what he does. He he doesn't just throw them in there like when they're up. He's just like, listen, our guys aren't getting it done right now. Get in there. Bring some energy. We've seen Carson Edwards contribute in games this year. The Clippers. Like, he's got he had a great game. cold right now. He hasn't I, played. I agree, well. but you never know. He could go out there and hit his first shot. He had a decent showing yesterday. He wasn't awful. I didn't love it. So. I'm not. I'm not saying I was thrilled to see him hop off the bench, but he he wasn't bad. He made a three. He what do you have five points? I mean, he he did do <laughs> stuff. I mean, he only played like what barely five, made it three minutes. He yeah, barely he made it bounce. three. <laughs> he played nine minutes. Nine minutes. Nine minutes. And I, I can read you the quote. Excuse me, from Brad Stevens. Uh, on why he played Carson, because he was asked about it post-game. We were trying to play faster, more skilled. I almost threw Tremont out there just to be as small and as fast as possible in this league. Yeah, Carson should have put Tremont skill. in instead of Carson. Tremont's been playing <laughs> I well lately. He, I thought he did a good job when he was in. So he I guess that right. was the idea. But my point is, at no point ever should Carson Edwards be in a game over Aaron Neesmith. I, I no point should Semi Ojoy yeah, be in a game over Aaron Neesmith. I thought... 
I thought they were arresting Neesmith when they did that. Like, I thought he'd been out there for a while. I was like, oh, like but when Carson comes come out. Back. Come, yeah, he didn't come back in. That was weird. And you can't. It's annoying to see Neesmith's minutes slowly go down recently because they have been. He's played less than 20 minutes in the last two games. He had 16 yesterday on five of nine shooting and two of five from three in 19 minutes. Why isn't he playing 25 plus, especially, especially with Jalen Brown out? With Jalen Brown out, Aaron Neesmith should be in the, at the end of games in there. He should be, God, he should be, like I said, yeah, at the end of games. Unless Smart or Fournier is hot, like, I guess maybe he can't be at the end of games because then you're left without a center because Tatum, Walker, and them have to play. But tell me if this is wrong. When Aaron Neesmith was closing out games for the Celtics, they were winning basketball games, and now they are not. Oh, let's let's sounds like facts to me. I can do some research. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I'm going in the good old time machine, right? When did he really have a breakout game? His breakout was against the Spurs, but he had been playing well before that. Like he really like had a good game against the Spurs. I'm doing a little research right now because like I said, they've lost seven of their last 11. I want to look at, and before that, they were on a one, two, three, four, five, six game winning streak. So I want to look at some of those games. Let me look at the box. You look at the the stats because I can't remember. I can't remember when he really started popping off. I think it was during the games they lost, unfortunately. So I guess that doesn't bode well for my argument. He, unless he played this Warriors game. Nope, he didn't play the Warriors game. So I guess it really has been just when they've been losing which is kind of depleting to think about because he, he looks good. You know what I'm saying? He looks good and you don't want to say he's the reason they're losing. I don't think he is the reason they're losing. He played eight minutes uh, in the game versus the Suns that they won. And he was really good. Um, I think maybe it was during this neck. Did he break out during the Nets game? No, that wasn't it. Um, no, I swear. He I tell you, he had the breakout game against the Spurs. Like that's when he like really, popped off and everyone was like damn like he's really playing well and then he had another good game against portland yeah he had a really good game against portland not just yeah he he was like lights out he played 16 minutes against brooklyn he played well i think the hornets game before i think the hornets and the thunder games he played really well maybe i'm remembering incorrectly but he okay what Maybe it was the spurs game but i swear like you said he had a couple good games before that you know what i'm saying so i i could have sworn he played Solid. No, I guess it really just was that Spurs game where he he played his best basketball. Yeah, what do you have? Fifteen in the Spurs game. Sixteen, sixteen in the Spurs game. Good shooting, and he played a lot of minutes. He played thirty minutes, and I guess they've been poor since then. Yeah, the Blazers game, Magic game. He's been getting consistent minutes in that stretch, but now he gets less than twenty. So I don't really know what's going on. Brad's rotations just confuse me. I think at times, which is. I guess I'm not one to judge because I'm not a coach, obviously, but I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's hard for me because if you think about it, there are a lot of guys on this team that you can make an argument like, oh, like it would be nice to see like Romeo get minutes just because you want to give more time to like get experience, get better. You want to see. Oh, my God, I had somebody lost it, completely lost it. I don't know. (laughs) Carson. Romeo, Aaron, Pritchard. No, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But, <laughs> I mean, Neesmith's been playing well. Pritchard's been playing well. These are, if you, if you want to uh, put it in the spin cycle, make it positive, those guys have been playing well. If they make it into the playoffs, they'll get playoff experience, which might actually be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, this is, I'm not, I don't want to say it's been a screwy season, even though it has, because every single team is had the same season they've in the same experience same well not same experience same environment same deal for everybody everybody's got dealing with the same thing it's not like they have a handicap they don't in the sense that they keep getting the injury bug they do but that's not the fault of anybody but the training staff and unluckiness or however you want to say it but training staff needs to go man i don't (laughs) i don't know any of their names so it won't even phase me i won't miss it I'm going to Google it for you. Just you no, because I don't want to have an ill will towards these people. Just the training staff. Right now, they're an idea. I don't need to put a face to the uh, the issue. You know what I'm saying? 
Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it, it, it just gets frustrating after a while. I think Celtics fans have been frustrated all season, and this is just the 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 nail or the cherry on top, I guess you should say, to an already frustrating season. And uh, yeah, I don't really know what else I wanted to talk about today. I think I had something else. I mean, we can talk about the Heat game, what they should do differently. Uh, but I think at the top of that list is don't give up 79 fucking points in the first half of the basketball yeah, game. Yeah, play some defense. <laughs> why Why is Trevor Reese doing anything? He sucks. He, he was free. For 17 first half points. Are you serious? He Come was on. free, Sam. He was free. <laughs> he was free, but he still sucks. He sucks. He's yeah. not good. I, I would have taken a Rizzo over Parker, but <laughs> the hot take. Well, they traded um, him. They did trade. They didn't just sign him. They traded for him. True. Still, though, I mean, you give up what? what they, gave him, they gave up Myers Leonard for Trevor Ariza. That tells you the fucking value he had. Like, come on. Uh, I, I don't know. Anyways. Um... Yeah, it's Russian. You couldn't tell me they couldn't have traded Mo Wagner. For, I guess that was past the trade. Anyway, anyways, we don't need to get caught up on Trevor Ariza. Um, the point is Celtics play new defense, and this goes into the same streamline that I was trying to talk about. I just forgot to bring up this point. You fucking put in Carson Edwards when your issue was not on the offensive side of the ball. They scored 124 points. They were fucking fine on offense. They couldn't stop a wet paper bag with a hole in it. Like, yeah, they couldn't in stop Brad's anything. defense, they the Celtics, and I don't know if you agree with this, but to me, are at their best when they're running. So if his argument was they put him in so they would get out and transition and be a faster team, then fine. I mean, there's no one on that roster that can run and hustle more than Aaron fucking Neesmith and play defense that Carson won't. Yeah, but Jack, when they put in Edwards, Neesmith was still in the game. I understand you're upset that they took Neesmith out before Carson, but he'd definitely been playing a lot more minutes. Like he needed a break. I'd rather Jabari Parker. He doesn't. He's not going to play defense either. Yeah, but he'll play better defense than. No, he won't. He gets lost, and he's not. He that's one of the knocks on him. He's not a good defender. And put in Grant or Shemi or just not Carson. Yeah, but then you're playing four on five. That's the problem. That that's the issue with this team. Is the I'm I don't think they should have put anybody in. They should have put Pritchard in. Okay, yeah, I'll agree with that because they ran an offense the other day though with Pritchard, Kemba, and Carson, which I thought was ridiculous. Like was that's so Chicago? dumb. No, this was the Miami game. Oh, Miami. Right? Stevens talked about it. Day, that's terrible. I don't care if you're out and running. Your issue is not on offense, Brad. You scored 124 points. The issue is the Heat just got anything they wanted every time, every single time. There's only so much you can do about Jimmy because as much as he's not, you know, an all-star scorer, he'll get a bucket when he needs to. I mean, that's that's the one thing you can respect about Jimmy Butler. We've seen it all the way into the playoffs last year. But uh, Duncan ha- Duncan Robinson was open for half his three-point attempts. Was he not? That was ridiculous. That, oh, was, got some that was absolutely absurd. And that's the one guy in the league you can't leave leave open. Outside of Steph Curry, obviously. But, like, if we're talking role players. <laughs> I, was coming, I was coming for it. Yeah, you're right. Role players. <laughs> yeah, you can't. If we're talking role players, I'm saying Duncan Robinson top, Joe Harris not far behind, and then a, a pretty big gap after that. But, like, Duncan Robinson is the top of the list. I, I mean, yeah, he shoots 43%. He... I was, again, I was listening to... I was listening to Duncan Robinson's podcast, actually, funny enough. Um, do you know he's the fastest player to ever hit 500 threes in his career? In he did it, he's hit 500 threes in his career already. He did it in 152 games, and he's hit 500 threes. Crazy. You know who's next? Next up on that list in 152 Curry. games, Devonte Graham is next up on the list. Yeah, I was he's I hit, was gonna say Curry, but then I was like, ah, oh, the game was different when Curry got in the league. But like, do now you know how many? Do you know how many he's hit in 152? The next most hit in the first 152 Probably games of the record is 387. 300. Like, Duncan Robinson is getting open on these looks. And, like, how does the defense get that bad? How does Trevor Ariza, like you said, put up 17 first-half points and get to the bucket at will? How well, does Bam Adebayo run the pick-and-roll, you, you know, you want, with the, how does Warren Drogge get open? Trevor Ariza thing is because they kept posting up Kemba. <clears throat> True, which is a problem. You got to be faster than the rotations. Like you're staring at it, then you rotate, then they get an open guy because you took too long. Like you got to be decisive, right? You got to bring the intensity, you got to bring the energy. And I know this has been a knock on the Celtics all year, but I'm going to keep knocking them for it until they fix it, right? Like y- y- that's not okay. You can't do that. And <clears throat> I, I want to bring up also that it, it was on Tommy Heinsohn Day, but I'm not going to go 
as deep into them as certain beat reporters have. Uh, <laughs> so I was been, fine with that, by the way. I don't. The title? What did he say? Like, like they disgraced the, the franchise? What did he, what did he, he exactly he say? He said something along the lines of, uh, on Tommy Heinsohn Day, the Boston Celtics disrespected his legacy. It was just, like, a lot. Like, I understand the motive of the uh, piece. I, I, I'm not going to, like, wholeheartedly agree with it because people will get pissed. Because, like, I do under, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say I don't understand why people are upset. But, like, realistically, yeah. like, they deserve that kind of criticism. Like, you came out yeah. on a special day, and they did it three years ago when Paul Pierce said his jersey retired. They came out. Actually, in that, in that game, they came out and played well in the first half. But yesterday, they did not play well. This is a special occasion. People pl- paid good money for those seats because I wanted to go myself. I was looking because that's a big deal. And it was, like, 300 get in the building. So people paid a lot of money to be there, the select few that could. How do you not come out and not play hard? They got booed and again. It's, they got booed again. They the, got booed at halftime. They deserved it. And the biggest I, issue for me, I, I don't know if I would be happier or not. I'd probably, I'd definitely still be upset. But it's just more frustrating because they figured out whatever was wrong in the second half. They figured it out. It's not like it was unstoppable what was happening to them. They figured it out. And maybe it was Miami shooting like 60-plus percent in the first half. They did have some – the defense wasn't great, but they did have some shots go in. And, and I understand that. But when we're making the excuse that, oh, the other team was just hot, like the Blazers just got hot, you know, the, the Heat just well, got hot, the, the Bulls the Blazers, just got hot. The Blaz- I, I didn't say the Bulls. The Blazers, that game was something else. I know, but at what point do you the blame Celtics the defense? It's not like played well in that Blazers game, and they still lost. Yes, but at what like? But some of those shots, even the Blazers are getting, just are shots they shouldn't have gotten open on. You're right. Like all those CJ McCollum shots, like he was open for almost all of his looks. No shit, he had thirty three points. The Celtics didn't play him well. So at what point? And I, yes, I'm not disagreeing with you. The Blazers were absurdly hot from the field. Yeah. Like they had a great game. But like, at what point do you see the trend? Is that oh that team just got hot? They're a good defense. Oh that team just got like you can only make the excuse for so long. Which Listen, is I don't I don't watch defense. Not saying like. You shouldn't if you watch the games. Like, I don't notice things, I should say. You know, obviously, like, if it's blatant, I'll see it. But I don't notice rotate. Well, sometimes I notice rotations. Like, I've gotten better since we started talking about it more. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that jumps off to me. I just say, what the hell? These guys are missing. Obviously, they're on the NBA. So they, they all are capable at yeah. some point to make uh, shots. But there are times where teams just unrelentingly. And it's always guys that suck that do it. <laughs> like Trevor Ariza, like Mello. Yeah. Mello sucks now. I, I don't. He, no, he's not I, good. He's I'm not, not good. Agree with that take, but you can continue. He was out of the league for a reason. I, I again, I'm going to disagree with you. He's having a solid season, but you, you can continue with your take. He has no business playing the way he did against the Celtics. That he had a good game. I'll agree. He, two good was, games. Good not game. just one. Two. <laughs> two good games. It's because the Celtics. Maybe this is. I mean, Mello shooting 40 percent from three this season. So, um. My point, maybe this is, I don't know if this is a hot take or something people have said already, and I'm just copying them. But I feel like the Celtics just overall don't defend the mid-range well, which I, I suppose shouldn't be a priority. But like that's the reason you see Melo killing them. That's the reason you saw CJ McCollum killing them. It's just they prioritize the three ball and the paint. And well, they don't lately, prioritize Brad the three Stevens that said, much because they still give them up all the time. Exactly. And Brad Stevens said that post game. He said, we've been doing a really good job in the paint lately. But you can't do that at the expense of your perimeter defense. Because, like, Duncan – I'm going to go back to the Duncan Robinson thing. That was unacceptable. You can't give Duncan Robinson open looks from three. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're in rotations. you got to at least contest it to some degree. I mean, yeah, he had a really deep one that kind of was like a dagger at the end of the game. But he's Duncan Robinson. Get out there. Like, go put a hand in his face at the very least. You can't just leave him there. I, I just – I'm just eternally frustrated at the way the team plays defense. And it's just <laughs> – I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I've got nothing else I wanted to talk about today. Uh, I'll happily wrap up this sadness-filled episode uh, a little bit earlier than normal. Yeah, I don't like. feel like bitching today. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> really. I'm like, I'll, I'll rant a little bit here. I mean, they they don't bring it. It doesn't. It looks like they're ready to be done with the season, which is, I mean, at this point, it's fine. Jalen Brown's Bring over not. Yamadar. 
Bring over Yamadar. Uh, let, him, let him get some run. <laughs> this summer is going to be a big summer. We're going to have to preview what we think they should do, if anything. Yep. It might not be big moves. I don't think they have. I think they have a good core, especially right now. I agree. Which is funny because they keep losing. But really, <laughs> Kevin Walker's fine. He's been playing well. Jalen Brown's yep. good. Tatum's good. Um, Rob Williams is good when he's able Gordon to play. Who's, who's the last guy that starts? Marcus, Gordon of course. Smart. I love Marcus. I think he's very important to keep around. And you didn't Which, even say Fournier, Neesmith. Well, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Fournier, Pritchard, Neesmith, all really good pieces. So now you got to either, if you really want to make a splash, maybe do it. I don't, I mean, you're going to have to pay a lot if you're going to go get something that's going to thrill the casuals, okay? I don't think they have. And I don't think like they have or should try and do that. However, I think in... I saw somebody tweet it yesterday. I don't remember who it was, but they mentioned the difference between Miami and the Celtics is they round out their team. That's why they have a bunch of guys on their team that like, we're like, damn, that guy's a real prick. The Celtics don't do that, which is understand. I'm not saying that if I was Ainge, I would have did it differently before this season because I wouldn't have. And going into the season, you and I were both on the same page. Like, you know, they did a pretty good job at fixing what was wrong. I agree. And yes, so the problem is, is the players. Grant Williams regressed this season. Whether it's his fault or not, you know, you've said he doesn't get to play small ball five a lot, which was where he was playing best, but he's regressed. Uh, yep. People argue Marcus Smart has regressed, which he probably has, especially shooting-wise. Definitely He had a really good ball. playoffs. However, his decision-making has gotten better. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else has gotten worse? Um, Romeo Langford hasn't seen the Romeo court. Langford was nothing. We were hoping he would be something. Mm. Neesmith um, was nothing for most of the season. Now he's playing you could really argue, well. You could argue Kemba to some degree. Kemba underachieved a lot this season. Because and it's not even his fault necessarily. Right. It's just the unfortunate truth. <clears throat> um, past that, Jeff Teague was a disappointment. I mean, Jeff Teague was horrible. Was bad. Tristan Thompson has underachieved. He's been better lately, though. I he's haven't been, been better, better but he's And he's... You know what Tristan Thompson's good for is comebacks. Yeah. He anytime they're coming back in a game, he's a big part of the rebounding. You know, he's getting offensive boards, he's battling. But they that, yeah. have underachieved significantly. Ainge rounded out the roster. Shemi Ojale, awful this season. I mean, he he's sealed his fate on this team at least. Yes. I hope for his sake he gets to play somewhere. I mean, I like him. He's a good guy, he works hard. For sure. He's definitely a hard worker, but he's underachieved. So, and I mean, I, I can piss you off a little bit. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't say he necessarily fits on this team, but Ennis Cantor is playing absolutely lights out this season for the Blazers. Plays no defense, doesn't fit with the Celtics at all. But in terms of would you rather have Tristan Thompson or Ennis Cantor on this team, I don't think there's too big of a gap in difference, in well, my opinion. No, I, I'm not saying I don't I don't disagree. I think. Can't, Cantor has played well in Portland when he's been there both times. Yeah. He didn't and, get a uh, lot of time when he was playing with the Celtics. And that <laughs> I know. is not necessarily his fault either. Yes. You had Tice ahead of him uh, in the playoffs. You had Robert Williams, who got hot in the bubble and really hasn't looked back. He kind of was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was great to have here. I liked when he was here. He was good attitude, good leader, fun guy. He had, like I said, good attitude. He was um, not super friendly, chummy with everybody else. I mean, obviously, just like like when they came to the Garden, everybody was um, players-wise giving him jerseys. Like those guys like him. He's obviously a yeah. good guy. Averaging of course, eleven and eleven this season. I, I mean, anyways, that was kind of a, a weird tangent that I didn't have to make. But um, yeah, I just it's it's tough to see players have success in other uniforms after playing. And Gordon Hayward has played well for Charlotte. But I, listen, I am not in the camp that, I mean, you can't use Gordon Hayward as an excuse because you didn't really have him when he was here. When he was playing, (laughs) he was great. And I agree, he was an important part to the success when he was playing. But the argument I've made to you many times is that they made their playoff run without him. So whatever they were doing right there, they should have had no problem continuing to do this season. And I'll counter your point. I don't completely disagree with you. I think that has a big part to do with it. But I'll counter that point with the fact that they did that last season with a pretty much like fairly healthy team. 
this year you're talking no Gordon Hayward plus no Kemba half the nights plus Jason Tatum's out for two weeks plus Jalen Brown's missing time plus Marcus Smart misses time. You didn't have that last year. Last year you had a, a Gordon Hayward go down. The rest of the team picked up his slack. This year you're in and out of rotations. Plus you don't have that second all-star caliber guy. That's where I think it gets killed. It kills you. I, I do agree with your point that they should be better. Obviously I think they should any, be better and they're not to counter you. They're not playing playoff teams every night. They're not. They're losing to non-playoff teams. It should, yes. You don't. Also, you shouldn't lose to the Thunder as long as you have one of your top three guys playing. Jalen Brown was <laughs> the best player on yeah. the floor that game. And let's see. Kemba was out. Tatum was out. Uh, Fournier. Was out. Well, Fournier was really bad that game. Who, Pritchard was, was definitely better than anybody on OKC yep. that, in that mm-hmm. game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in, in theory, yeah, you should. And Marcus Smart is a better player than anybody on that team regularly. That was played. So it's Fournier. So it's yeah, funny. exactly. You have no business losing those games. It's because guys aren't playing well. It's not injuries have absolutely screwed them. They've gotten, you know, they've had a tough go with injuries. They haven't had their whole team, but the, I, I don't care. I don't care. You should have won more game. Now it matters because this is permanent. The Jalen Brown is permanent. But yeah, deal with it. Your team is good enough and deep enough to win without one of those guys against most teams. Mm-hmm. And they weren't doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking forward to the play in or playoffs in general outside of the Celtics. Uh, even more so now that I most likely be disappointed with their run. So uh, do you have a team before we wrap up here? Uh, I, I know you're only a Celtics fan and you'll only be a Celtics fan. Is there a team you're looking at in the playoffs this year? You're saying, OK, hopefully they'll make a run. That would entertain me at the very least. Anybody you're looking at? Um, East, West. In the I don't East, care. no. OK. In the West, uh, Clippers. I'd like to see Rondo play well because he has been. I like, I like I'd Phoenix. like, I'd like Phoenix cool. or Utah. Anyone that's not the Lakers, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> True. I, I like the Knicks. I, I'm, I'm entertained to see what they can do. No, I don't, Knicks uh, fans piss me off. They're entitled, so no, I don't <laughs> want them to do well. All right. So maybe like, that's just me. No, I agree with you. Yeah, but the fans are annoying. That's fair. I, I'm just a big Julius Randall guy. I've said that time and time again. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to From the Raptors. You guys can follow us at Bannertown USA uh, on Twitter. Read all our articles at Bannertown USA. You can follow me at Jack Simone NBA. And per usual, go ahead, Sam. Wrap us up. Yeah. So today's been a shit day. It's shit week. But thank you very much for listening to us because <laughs> you know we make this. We have fun, but you know, obviously, you guys <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, you can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack Simone NBA. You can follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA while I uh, commiserate with everybody. Uh, that's our show. <laughs> Bye.